the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It's a Money Monday, and not just any Money Monday, but it is Cyber Monday, so I'll call it Cyber Money Monday. Whatever Monday it is, we have our friend Josh Pick from Aptus Wealth Management to help us understand financial markets and to help us understand retirement and savings and the economy and those sorts of things. Josh is with Aptus Wealth Management, and you should get with him. It's a free consultation. He and his wonderful staff would love to meet with you, find out more about you, about your finances, get you ready for retirement. They're located in Lewis Center. You can reach them at 614-917-1040 or at Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. Okay, Cyber Monday, Josh, Black Friday. I see all the numbers reported breathlessly. Will it be good? Will it be bad? Uh, as if this has, you know, some kind of long-term effect or is some kind of an indicator of maybe consumer spending, consumer confidence, those kinds of things. What do you make of all the uh, numbers that come out? And so far, what kind of reports are we getting? Well, the reports we're getting is that uh, Black Friday was not as strong as we had hoped. Um, you know, hopefully Cyber Monday picks up from that. People shopping online is stronger than people going to stores. I think there's still a lot of fear uh, amongst the populace with the Delta variant. Now there's an, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, Omicron. Omicron or Omnipresent. Uh, COVID is omnipresent, Josh. That's what I'm learning. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. So I, I think... You know, there's always these fears and people don't want to go out and, and we have to be sensational about something. You know, it was uh, less than expected. And what impact is that going to have on the economy and the market? When in reality, these are all I'm not suggesting that Black Friday and the outcome of Black Friday isn't important, but I don't think that it determines where the overall economy is going necessarily. It was just a day. Uh, now, many would argue that that day is uh, omni-important, right? <laughs> but uh, at the end of the day, I, I think you know, the media and how we view the markets is not necessarily correlated with how they actually work. I, I like to say that, you know, the media is almost akin to the new fad diet. And I, I hate to use this example, but there's always something new when it comes to how to eat or how to how to exercise or how to do anything. And, and just stick with me. There's, there's a point here. But yeah. at the end of the day, we all know that discipline is the most important thing. You do the right things over and over again, and you end up with success. But that isn't nearly as exciting as saying, I found the new magic pill. Well, oftentimes the media does the same thing, whether they're pointing towards Black Friday, whether they're pointing, toward, they're pointing towards Cyber Monday or, or, or the Omicron, whatever it's going to be, mm-hmm. they're pointing towards something. But at the end of the day, success in uh, your financial life is based upon discipline and repeating good habits over and over again. Not as a popular or as exciting conversation to have, but that's the reality of the matter. Well, I think it's so true. You know, I think about that, and I've joked with people before. I've lost, you know, 200 pounds uh, in my life, lost 40 pounds five times because I got into that mindset where I was going to be disciplined. What I ate, exercise, you know, shocker, 
you take in less calories than you expend, you will lose weight. And I think that's very true. When it comes to money and people want to get fascinated about what one super investor or one big you know, tech billionaire is buying and all those kinds of things, but those decisions that you're talking about are proven over time. And that's what you get with the Aptus Wealth team. When you get with them to discuss your retirement, you get a $25 gift card for the free consultation, 614-917-1040, aptuswealth.com. You can get more of Josh's practical wisdom on his Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show, Saturdays, 4 p.m. here on The Answer. So uh, we are at the coming to the end of the year. It's the time people trim their tree. Uh, USA Today has a story about uh, trimming your tax bill at the end of the year. Are there some things that people should be looking at as the calendar gets to an end and the tax year is ending? Yeah, I think there's a lot of things they can take a look at, um, but specifically as it relates to investing, um, you know, now's a great time of the year to start planning on maxing out your 401k if you haven't done that yet, or at least taking advantage of your company match. If you're one of the fortunate uh, that has people that has a company match, make sure that you're at least contributing up to that match. That's literally free money. And then on top of that, looking at, um, and fortunately for, for us, we have the ability to wait all the way until April 15th for this one. But as you're doing your tax planning, start to consider, is it a time to do an IRA contribution, a Roth IRA contribution? Or if you're beyond that point in your life, is it a time before December 31st to start doing Roth conversions? Um, like it or not, it looks like taxes are going up, and that would point us towards maybe a great time to start doing a Roth conversion, paying the taxes today so that we uh, effectively eliminate taxes in the future. So a lot of things to start looking at, some of which you have until April 15th of next year, but a lot of them you only have until December 31st. So make sure you're getting on that. Uh, reach out. We'll happily walk you through what may apply to you. Yeah. Josh Pick and the Aptus Wealth team ready to answer those kinds of questions for you and prepare you in advance for the challenges that you'll face financially. You've worked hard for your money. You ought to protect it. You certainly ought to try to grow it because you're going to need it for a lot of things in retirement. That's what they specialize in at Aptus Wealth Management. 614-917-1040. 614-917-1040. Their web address is aptus, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. Now, one of the things that I talk about uh, is in mid-December, the open enrollment deadline, and I'm encouraging people to take a look at their health insurance. That's a way to save money, maybe have more money to invest. Uh, But Medicare is something I think a lot of retirees look at, Josh, is, well, this will take care of my health insurance going forward. I don't really need to budget for health insurance. What have you found, as you've discussed with retirees, the amount of money they should set aside for health insurance as they age? I mean, you're getting older, so you would think you'd have more health issues but also Medicare is there, and I think people have the impression that it's comprehensive. Do you have a, a budget for people, or do you have a way of uh, advising people when they try to think about how much money do I ha- need to have set aside for the things that me- Medicare doesn't cover? Well, there's some scary stats out there. Uh, one is that the average uh, couple throughout the retirement years will still spend well over $300,000 on health-related expenses. Now, fortunately, that does include also things like long-term care expense, et cetera. But on average, if you look across uh, the country and look at the national average, the average American in retirement spends a shade over $5,000 a year on health insurance. Now, that's comprised by uh, your Medicare, uh, you know, plus your supplement, plus your co-pays, plus prescription drugs, et cetera. But much like everything in life, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And that's not just, you know, pun intended on taking care of yourself and having good health. But uh, similarly, uh, getting the right supplement is very critical when it comes to looking at health insurance and Medicare. 
if you believe that Medicare by itself, meaning Part A and Part B, and then Part D is your prescription drug, will get it done, you're really leaving yourself open to some pretty huge potential windfall-type expenses. So make sure that you pick the right supplement to fill those gaps. If you remember back in the day, we called a Medigap plan, mm-hmm. which I liked because it was actually a better descriptor word. It fills the gaps that Medicare doesn't uh, fill on its own. But now they're called Medicare supplements or Medicare Advantage. Make sure you get that appropriately, and that can be a complicated road to, to travel. So you know, get the right person on the phone. Make sure you're working with an expert who can help walk you through in layman's terms what does this stuff actually cover and what do I need. I think that's uh, great advice, and I want to switch to the other end of the spectrum, and our guest is Josh Pick, Money Monday, Aptus Wealth Management, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. Listen to his radio show, the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show, here on The Answers, 4 p.m. Saturday. We talked about retirees, what they should know. You know, you and I have kids, and uh, my parents never talked to me about money, about how to grow my money. It was Back then, it was like, you know, put your money in the bank, put your money in a savings account, and it'll grow interest. Well, we all know that's not the best way to invest your money is just let it sit in a bank. So if you have teenagers, uh, what kind of conversations should you be having with them as they start to get jobs, as they start to get you know Christmas money and stuff from grandma and grandpa and they trend toward college? What kind of things uh, would you have them learn and uh, maybe even go so far as to say, what would you like to see taught in schools to all children? I, I think that'd be a bit of education that every child would find useful going forward. And that's kind of the purpose of education is to give kids useful information. How do you feel about those kinds of things and what kids ought to know as they enter their teen years and and start entering their earning years? I think financial literacy is something that's drastically underserved in the education system. And I think oftentimes we talk about, you know, the power of getting behind, meaning, you know, we'll hear things like stay away from debt and don't get it over your head. And uh, we'll talk about debt ratios and, and all those things are good. But what we don't talk about is the power of compounding interest, for example, or the power of getting ahead. And I think that that should be a almost a required class at the high school level. And I used to say that we need to learn how to balance a checkbook in high school. Obviously, not too many of us have to physically go and balance a checkbook in the register anymore with online banking. But um, the power of learning compound interest is so critical. And, and there's no magic bullet in teaching a kid uh, the value of that other than Note that the rule of 72 applies. I tell my kids this all the time. I hope that it eventually you know, gets through their head. But 72 is a kind of a magical number in our world. If you take any interest rate and divide the number 72 uh, by that interest rate, it tells you very quickly how long it takes money to double. So if you get a, let's say, for example, a 7.2% rate of return, you take 72 divided by 7.2, your money doubles every 10 years. Mm-hmm. You take eight every nine years, et cetera. So when I talk to my kids, and, and they, I'm sure they love this conversation <laughs> about, you know, you're going to buy that item that's 50 bucks or 100 bucks, but is it 100 bucks? Because in 10 years, that $100, if we invest it appropriately, would be 200 bucks, and then 400, and then 800. So you're not spending 100 bucks. You might be spending $2,000. Mm. Is that item worth $2,000 in the future? And if you had $2,000 in the future, would you be worried about the fact that that item is 100 bucks? Uh, meaning that the power of getting ahead uh, really puts you in the driver's seat of making sure you never get behind again. And we all know people who are behind in life. And it's much more difficult to dig yourself out of the hole uh, than it is to be ahead of the ball and then try and – the exact opposite is true. Once you're way ahead, it's kind of hard to reverse the, 
reverse the trajectory back the other way because you always have enough money where you're not relying upon debt. You're not relying upon credit cards, et cetera. So if we could teach that, that would be fantastic. But I'm sure your kids are the same as mine. It's really difficult to teach that as their parent. They need to hear it from somebody else. So if they could teach that in schools, it would be fantastic. Yeah, it sure would. Well, that's one of the reasons why we have you on every Monday at 1230 is because I think people get nuggets of information that you know help them, help people around them, and you will get more if you meet with the Aptus Wealth team. It's a free consultation. You get a $25 gift card, by the way. I think I buried the lead on that one. You definitely get a $25 gift card from Josh and his team for meeting with them. Patronize a local business. That helps the economy. They just like to get to know you. They'd like for you to get to know them. Uh, practical wisdom and very uh, important information to have because, you know, it's really a problem you create for yourself as a as somebody who doesn't plan for retirement. Once you're there, it's really hard to make up for lost time. So, Get ahead of it now, Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com, 614-917-1040. Next week, we'll explore the conversation about whether we can convert the spender in the family into the saver in the family, because if you're like me, you might have a kid who's a spender and one who's a saver. So I'm not worried about the saver. I'm worried about the spender, but we'll save that one for next week, okay? Fair enough. All right, Josh, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. It will be interesting to see whether the Ghislaine Maxwell trial in New York brings up any references to things that happened in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein, uh, it is already known, spent time at Les Wexner's estate in New Albany. Uh, that Jeffrey Epstein and Les Wexner were business associates. So it may lead to some of the victims, if they testify, uh, talking about themselves being in Columbus, Ohio, if in fact that happened. So I know that there's been a great deal of uh, consternation about the fact that the judge in the case, an Obama appointee, has essentially issued a gag order on some of the details from the case being publicized because they are, well, they're ugly. I mean, how could they not be ugly? Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell is accused of six counts related to her involvement with underage girls that uh, Jeffrey Epstein sex trafficked across the world. You've read the headlines. You know some of the details. Ghislaine Maxwell never wanted to be caught. She's been in prison for over a year. Four accusers, uh, at least, will take the stand. So uh, the prosecutor in the case, by the way, is like James Comey's daughter. Now this, mm, it's causing a lot of chatter about whether this trial will be as uh, detailed in its fact-finding and in its disclosures, as it might otherwise be. Because, you know, the perception out there is that Jeffrey Epstein had a lot of powerful friends and a lot of powerful friends on the Democratic side of the aisle, namely, at the top of the list, Bill Clinton. So we will see uh, whether Columbus is mentioned, whether Mr. Wexner's name comes up, whether any activities that are alleged to have taken place in Columbus come up. But it is uh, certainly worth watching. That is for sure. Now, the president spoke today at the White House. I wish I had like a fake breaking news sounder. 
He said the new Omicron variant of COVID is a cause for concern, but not a cause for panic. Well, he also said he would never tell you you had to get vaccinated. So my guess is at some point in time, he will portray Omicron as a reason to panic. Not necessarily because it actually is a reason to panic, but because panic can be useful to someone who would like to get you to become accustomed to doing everything that he says without questioning why it is a good idea to do it. So uh, Mr. Biden certainly has changed his mind on many things. Can't require people to get a vaccine. Oh, by the way, if you're in the military, if you're in the healthcare industry, if you're in a company that has more than 100 employees, you must get vaccinated or you are on the list. You don't want to be on the list, so you must get vaccinated. I know it's unconstitutional, but hey, by the way, Go ahead and do it, because by the time it gets to the courts, if you've done it, then the point will be moot when the courts say we can't do what we are going to do anyway. Uh, Dave Yost, the Attorney General of the State of Ohio, he is pushing back on this, along with a lot of other attorneys general from around the nation. He has joined a lawsuit against a COVID vaccine requirement by Medicaid and Medicare for healthcare workers. I've stopped reporting the hospitalization numbers and the positive test numbers on COVID just because my sense of it is it becomes sort of like the parents talking in a Charlie Brown video. Do we really care anymore whether it's 9,000 or 5,000? I mean, of course we care. Does it change your activity? Do you order your life around the fact that, oh, we had 9,000 cases over the weekend, run for your life. Mask up. We actually had crazies on the left side of the aisle suggesting that if you were having people over for Thanksgiving dinner, you should administer a... <laughs> can't even say it without laughing. You should administer a rapid test to see whether they have COVID before you let them come in and have Thanksgiving dinner. And we had others who said, you know, let the kids eat, but after they eat, have them put that mask back on. And we did not do that at my family's Thanksgiving. And just this just occurred to me. This has become such a tiresome topic that I remember hosting this very show a year ago prior to Thanksgiving, saying that we were going together as a family, we were going to be unmasked, we were going to enjoy Thanksgiving dinner, and we were not going to let fear rule the day. We had an awesome Thanksgiving then. We had an awesome Thanksgiving this past Thursday. In the aftermath of that Thanksgiving 2020, we were told, hey, somebody who was here tested positive for COVID a couple of days later. You might all want to get tested. Nobody got tested. Nobody got COVID. Doesn't mean your results will be the same. This is where that old commercial qualifier comes in. Actual results may vary. But we're all still uh, alive, kicking, and robust and enjoying living with peace. I just don't understand why you would choose to live in fear, whether it's of the climate, whether it's of other things, COVID or other things. I just don't know. But people seem to be tethered to it, for sure. Now, the Cleveland Browns, who used to play their football here on 98.9 The Answer when they were a playoff team and now play elsewhere in town, while they are a team two games under five hundred, lost last night to the Baltimore Ravens. What was the final of that tilt? 16 to 10. Yes, 16 to 10. Well, 
It's not all bad news for the Cleveland Browns. While they are uh, hopelessly in arrears in the AFC North to both the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens, and maybe to the Pittsburgh Steelers too, who, by the way, play here. But they didn't play much yesterday because the Bengals smoked them. Uh, The Browns are not guilty of any nefarious activities in accepting money from First Energy. First Energy, of course, is the big energy company in the state of Ohio that supposedly lined the pockets of Ohio politicians, led to the resignation of Larry Householder, the House Speaker, his indictment. He's facing federal bribery and racketeering charges. It's a $60 million scandal. Now, First Energy paid a boatload of money to the Browns to have the Browns Stadium named First Energy Stadium. $102 million over 17 years. $102 million. So naturally, when the First Energy scandal hit, people went, oh, I wonder if First Energy is going to be sanctioned in such a way that they'll owe consumers a ton of money and they'll have to go back on their deal with the Browns. Or if the Browns will say, you know, just like the Houston Astros back in the day, didn't think it was a great idea to continue to play in what was then known as Enron Field. Remember Enron? Ooh, look it up, kids. Now it's known as Minute Maid Park. Maybe First Energy Stadium in Cleveland will end up with a new name. Well, it does not appear so. An audit from the Public Utilities Commission of Ohio says that First Energy did not bill consumers any extra money to offset the cost of paying the Browns for naming rights to First Energy Stadium. Okay, this feels to me like a technicality. Like, if First Energy paid $60 million, and we don't know if they did or not, but they're they're accused of it, of paying $60 million to line the pockets of politicians so that politicians would give First Energy whatever First Energy wanted in terms of state contracts and other kinds of things, and if First Energy agreed to pay $230 million to cooperate with the government and gave consumers $306 million in credits on their electric bills as part of the settlement, it would seem to me First Energy paying over a half a billion dollars has been put in a position where it is admitting pretty serious wrongdoing. Yet I'm supposed to believe that while one arm of the company was doing something horrendously wrong to the point where they had to pay a half a billion dollars to make things right with the feds, that the that the that the hundred and two million they spent on the Brown Stadium was all on the up and up. That just seems a little weird to me. I guess they must have had some bad seeds over there in the political influence game portion of the First Energy offices, but in the public relations spending on naming rights division, everything was copacetic. Okay, if you say so. Now, Aaron, I did find a Cyber Monday deal that I think would qualify as the most colossal waste of money 
that any person could ever engage in. Okay. Are you ready for this item? Yeah. If you have a spare $408 laying around, keep in mind you're saving $121. So that's why this is one of Amazon's top Cyber Monday deals. Okay. You can have in your very own domicile a GE profile Opal countertop nugget ice maker. Portable ice machine complete with Bluetooth connectivity in a stainless steel finish. What do you think that particular item does for $408? A GE Profile Opal Countertop Nugget Ice Maker complete with Bluetooth connectivity. Well, I think it would make ice. It does. It makes ice on your countertop with no water hookup. You know how you have to have a water line connected to your refrigerator so that the ice maker in the refrigerator will have water to make ice? Uh Uh-huh. This, you don't have to connect to a water hookup. You sit this thing on the counter. It looks like it's about the size of, I don't know, maybe a backpack. It looks like it's about the size of a backpack. It's got a clear window in the front. And you sit it on the counter. You fill the reservoir with water. And it makes little teeny tiny nuggets of ice. Isn't that why you have a freezer? Yeah. I don't know what problem that Opal solves. Opal Nugget Ice. The good ice. Serve up chewable, crunchable, craveable nugget ice that's ready, fast, and retains its flavor. Unlike traditional hard cubes. Does nugget ice taste different than regular ice? I don't know. For $408, you can find out. Do you do everything that... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.